so that looks good. Yeah. Here, you should sit forward. Well, you gotta speak into the, I guess, right? Is that, is that, I'm asking too much? What are you doing on the pillow? You want me to sit forward? I'm not gonna like lean forward the whole time. It's what are you, my day 40 off. years old? <laughs> 40, man, I work six days a week. Yes, good. Yeah, you good? I don't know if that's close enough. Okay. There you go. Yeah, okay. Podcast is a curated audio visual cortex of cool that touches on mature subjects. Parental discretion is advised. Okay, we're on. <laughs> Hi, guys. I did record you without your knowledge. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> what just happened? What did you do? About the pillow? You know how this goes by now. I just you know how I do this I by now? I forgot. What, what, do we, what do we do? <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Artitude. Hi, guys. We're here. I'm here with Pigeon. We're at the space today. Space? Yeah, on a... Thursday. Cloudy, cloudy Thursday. Yeah. Afternoon. It's, it's partially cloudy. Mm-hmm. I'm eating a Tootsie Roll. <laughs> so. Big announcement, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kevin got a free Tootsie Roll and he won't stop talking about it. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't eat them very often, so. Right. You know? Well, we went a whole 60 days without sugar, by the way. We did. Happened. We did. 30 day challenge. We did it twice. Mm -hmm. It was a real thing. Mm -hmm. That was a good thing. Mm -hmm. So now, anytime I have sugar, it's like a big yeah, deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. So, well, okay. It's been a while since we've done one of these. And I'm a little embarrassed because I feel like the last podcast we did. You said you were going to do it every week. Once a week, right? And it's been three weeks. Three? To the day. Wow. I think it's been three. Well, we started a Voxcast with Sergio Lopez. So we did, so that's coming up. Um, it's coming up pretty soon, probably next week. I hope we'll have it finished. Cool. Um, it's it's well, pretty no interesting so far. Well, no one can believe you now after you do it every week. Well, little did I know that my partner on Artitude works six days a week, so. I do work a lot. And that's the one, soon to change, <clears throat> soon to change. Yeah, so one day a week you don't work. You don't want to do a podcast that day. Yeah, I'm work. doing it today. I know, I know. <laughs> so that's the main reason why I just feel bad. I don't want so to do it. So it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your fault. I get it. I'm just kidding. I just feel bad, and I don't want to ask Aww. you to do something on days when you're tired, because you, you only get one day off. Okay. You know. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, hopefully when your schedule calms down a little bit, we yes. can do this yes. a little bit more frequently. Yes. Yes. Which would be nice. Right. You know? Yes. Um, so yeah, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, so we're not going to do Instagram roulette today Aww. Um, because there's something else that I wanted that I've sort of discussed with you about three weeks ago, an idea yeah. when we were going to do the podcast, but right. we didn't ever do it. Right. But it's an idea that I've had that pertains to the space that, and it's an idea that I came up with probably, I would say about 10 years ago. Uh -huh. Maybe more, um, and it it relates to our business. It relates to the space, specifically, and where I would like to see it go mm -hmm. um, from an artist's perspective. Tootsie Roll is getting caught in my teeth. Mm. It's making it hard to talk. This is good radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's hot. <laughs> yeah, it's like I can't talk. It's like yeah. Well, you wanted to put the. I don't know. You want to eat Tootsie Roll? Mm -hmm. I should have waited. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Are you ready? So it's an idea that I want to talk about on here. Okay. Because it, it, it pertains to art, it pertains to business, and it, it specifically pertains to uh, working artists. Yeah. Uh, currently in the field. And the way that the gallery system. You know, I'm a little bit obsessed with the gallery system and the way that it's been set up. Of course. And well, we've also been running a gallery for a year. Yeah. And we've learned a lot 
I mean, you already were working in a gallery before. I was at Hang Art, so. So just a little bit of background. Uh, last month, um, so, you know, we run the space and we have a really nice gallery here. I mean, if you listen to Artitude, you know all about that, right? We rent studio spaces here and we teach classes out of here. Um, and I, I would say that the thing that we've struggled with the most so far is the gallery part of it. Yeah. Right? We've had great art in our last really show good. with Lisa Alonzo. There was like 75 people at the opening. A lot of people. I know. Yeah. You know. An incredible show. Yeah. Then our art collector, East Bay Express covered it. Mm hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know. So we've had some great artists show here. So that hasn't yeah, been an issue. Terry Hoff, Chad Hasegawa. Brett Amory. Yeah. Lisa Alonzo. Sheldon Greenberg. Sheldon. Lots of people. Seamus Conley. Yeah. I mean, my That's goodness, right. we've had some like seriously good artists. Hadass And those Tye. sweet little pieces from Seamus are, you know, affordable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know, I know. And so we, we basically got to a point where you know, Pigeon and I put our own money into the gallery. We built it. It looks amazing. If you haven't been here, it like you should look at pictures. I mean, it's, it's really legit, beautiful. right? Got skylights. Nick uh, Flat. Nick we Flat. Nick. Mm -hmm. That was a great show. Shout out to Nick Flat. Always. Dude, for reals. <laughs> uh, One hundred fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our theme song. Um, but uh, man, you know, it's been a struggle because I feel like Alameda is not an art buying town no so, so town. they're not right so there's a lot of money here a lot of good like people it. here but there's not really a very close connection with the kind of art that we've been showing right and the community that we live in and that the space is I situated in. Fine art. yeah right yeah <laughs> um so there's been a little bit of a disconnect between those things i think when people come in they're impressed definitely you know well, and 100% the most successful we've been was with Nick Flatt's show where we were able to sell things for 1% of the right. buyer's income. Right. Which you came up with, with Nick. Right. And that definitely, your guys' concept yeah. really worked. It's the first podcast that we did. If you haven't listened to it, go down yeah. to join the 1%. Yeah. And it's this great concept that Nick and I came up with. We did it and it worked. It had marginal results well better than uh, when you add up the amount that we've made from each show yeah that was yeah. the most successful show yeah so the buyer would pay one percent of their annual income for the piece yeah so basically a sliding scale right so if you make a hundred thousand a year you pay a thousand uh, dollars for a painting. hundred no one percent of a hundred thousand is one thousand right okay. yeah sorry everyone so, uh, you know, anyway, but most artists that we've been showing here are not willing, you know, for good reason. They're professional artists. Well, because they're stuck in the gallery system. So if all of a sudden they sell a piece for a thousand dollars, then that throws everything else out right. of whack. If somebody's bought that same size piece for eight thousand dollars in the past, then they're going to. This is why you know. came up with the idea in the first place. Yeah. Because uh -huh. it's kind of a messed up system that really screws the artists over at the I end know. of the day. I know. So what you're seeing is a bunch of artists. <laughs> that are mid-career, all super good, making no money. Right. Because of the system. Spending money, actually. Yeah. On the work and, and it's, shipping and. Yes, they're losing money, actually. Yeah. So they're, for the most part, you're seeing artists mid-career, about my age, and they are, they've been screwed by the system. Essentially, basically. essentially. Because in the art world, there's really no middle class anymore. It's really gotten to the point where you've got the low, low, low end stuff, which is why the 1% idea seemed to work. Right. And then you've got the super high Gagosian stuff, right. you know, that's an investment. And there's not a lot of, and, and it mirrors society in, in a way where the yeah. middle class is dwindling. And so, you know, you've got this whole group of artists that really are, they, they, they are mid-career and they're stuck at a certain price point and they can't go back and they can't go forward yeah and their career is just in limbo right? right so i had this brilliant idea about two months ago because the space we have all the infrastructure here set up for you know a, a great art gallery we just can't we just don't have people buying the work we have everything else right magazines the, the physical space yeah. You know, I'm great at yeah. curating. Oh yeah. You know, we know our it's we gorgeous. know we can we got we get we can fill up the gallery on the opening night. Right. We've got all these ideas for audio and stuff. Got yeah. everything except sales, basically, right? Yeah. 
and that's frustrating. So I thought a couple months ago, I'm just gonna. It's actually a nightmare because we've been working yeah. so yeah. hard. Yeah. We work so hard <coughs> installing and getting all the mm -hmm. stuff and mm -hmm. promoting it and press releases and mm -hmm. it's it's hard. Mm -hmm. So it, you you it's funny how many times a month random people tell me when I tell them we own an art gallery like that's what I want to do right you know and they have no idea mm. how hard it is however okay so here was my brilliant idea we took Charles Hespi owner former owner of Hespi gallery in San Francisco my former gallery yeah an established gallery yeah a really top tier established gallery uh, that I've had multiple solo shows with Right. Charles had a had a gallery on Post Street across from Nike Town in, in downtown San Francisco. Yeah. And they tripled his rent. His lease ran out. They tripled his rent. He couldn't afford to stay there. Shut the gallery down. All the artists sort of dispersed, went their own separate ways. Me personally, I just quit showing because um, I just couldn't find any a, a dealer or a gallery that I wanted felt, to work with. Yeah, the way I, I was happy with Charles, you know. So I had this great idea. I was like, we're going to take Charles out to lunch, show him the space, <laughs> and we're gonna see if Charles Hespi Wants to take over. Wants to take over the gallery. Right. Not the space. Because he has all the connections. It'll be Hespi at the space. Right. All right, so we pitched him this idea. Yeah. We took him out, we had a beer. He loved the place. He loved it, everything. He was he was actually really into the idea, because he hasn't found, he's like kind of thinking about, but he hasn't really found something that's lit a fire underneath him yet, like a location or a space yet, and uh, so the idea was, you know, you just move Hespi into the space, we've got everything going, you know, and we'll just have Hespi at the space, right? Yep. And I was pretty excited about it, and yeah. Charles was excited about it, and you were excited about it, and Charles went back and he did all of his research. Mm -hmm. And that's, this guy has a business degree. Yeah, he His knows. wife is a financial advisor. It's not like <laughs> yeah. they mess around, right? Yeah. They're not like me and Pigeon. They live like, in Pacific. Oh, we got some extra cash. Let's <laughs> open an art gallery in downtown Alameda. Okay. You know, they actually do things the right way. Right. And uh, he almost know, did what it. What were we thinking, really? <laughs> yeah. To his credit, I mean, he was really, he was close. He almost did it. Yeah. And what he told me was he just couldn't invest in Alameda. That's basically what he said. He, it would take someone special to invest in Alameda, to invest in art gallery. Meaning the community here? Meaning his research must have indicated to him. There are not a lot of art buyers Yeah, there. that the work that we would show. Right. We, Basically, it just reinforced the fucking problem that we're having already. Right, that right. we, you know, that people come in, they literally look perplexed sometimes. You know, like Rich Crinks, yeah. <laughs> this guy, he's a nice okay. guy. Never but, like he comes but, in and he's like, Ugh, like this. Fine art isn't a, is like a isn't a big part of the community mm -hmm. here, the mm -hmm. cultural community. Which is funny because we obviously had to do a lot of research for the business plan. Yeah. But mostly we were thinking more about the school and the kids' school and stuff. Right, right. And that... Well, we looked at the median income. Right. Which is great here. Right. So, right. yeah, all of that worked. We, what, what we didn't... But the gallery ...think part. about was taste. <laughs> so, you know... Yeah. Like, you know, art, taste in art is something that has to be sort of cultivated, I think. And, and the average person here... I think it, we're, our taste pretty urban. Yes. Or well, yeah. I mean, it's town. pretty... Like, we've got Brett Amory, like, some screaming nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, like, we're like, oh, we love this. And then, like, some mom comes in with her seven-year-old daughter, and she's, like, horrified. <laughs> you know? It's like... Okay, yeah. So, yeah, that, yeah. that's what I mean. It's like, it's no disrespect to Alameda. They're, it's great. It's, it's, it's not that. It, it's just that there is a massive disconnect but, yeah. between the type of work that we've been showing and the location that we're You're showing right. it at. Right? right? It's just clear right. to me. Right? I know. We would do much better if we just had like cheesy, you know, mm -hmm. cheap, mm -hmm. uh, you know, still life paintings or, just, or something. Yeah, more like interiors yeah. from your kitchen. Yeah, stuff, stuff that we're just not interested in. Commercial stuff. At yeah. all. You and I would rather shoot ourselves. <laughs> our eyes yeah, basically, works. right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, so it's tough. So it's like, well, when Charles backed out, oh. I respected the fact, I, I immediately was like, oh, I felt good about it in one, on the one hand because... Because we're not totally messing up. Right. And then on the other hand, it kind of it kind of made it very clear why it's not working. Right. And it's like, well, we have to change what we're doing or we need to... Or we're going to go under. I don't want to. Right? And we love it here. And so we need to change the strategy. The strategy that we currently have 
and, and we're getting artist submissions from artists that we actually really like. Right. But they're still they're artists that it's like the same thing. It's gonna be the like it's gonna be the same thing over and over again. Right. You know? It, it, having a great show, everybody who comes is gonna be like, Oh, this is really cool, it's good art and nothing right. and we're gonna work our but butt they don't off. They necessarily wanna live with it. Nah, they don't it's wanna not necessarily their jam. And nothing will sell and then Pigeon will be upset and I'll be upset. <laughs> you know? Hi. And uh, in our business and we're just gonna keep losing money. I think that's what's gonna that's happen. That's how it feels. That's what's yeah. happening. And then we can just feel good, like, oh yeah, Your we had like. School is going okay. <clears throat> yeah, school's going fine. And the less energy, because we've been spending an unbelievable amount of energy on the gallery, mm-hmm. which has not been, you know, a return on our time and, yeah. and money. Yeah. Um. So eventually. Once I mean we still I feel still feel like we have to do everything we can for Lisa's show because it's so good. Well, we have it's. I mean I don't know that we have any other options left now. We just don't know enough rich people who want to buy art. I, I guess. guess ultimately that's really what it comes down to. I get or what this type you know? of work I guess. But I mean <laughs> but eventually we'll we gotta focus on the school and stuff because that does seem to be going okay. Yeah, but I yeah, but that's not what this podcast is about really. Okay. So Tell this me what podcast about. is about is Bring it down. is about. Pivoting the, okay, here's what it's about. So you you uh, have a job at a local bookstore here, right? Booksync? Indeed, independent bookstore. Yeah, it's cool. It's a cool job. You work there part-time and then you work at the academy part-time as a model, right? Yeah. Okay. Then you own your own business. Indeed. Yes. Pigeon's turning 40 at the end of the month, too, so she's, you know, she's going it's through a little bit of a new life crisis. It's not a crisis, it's a reevaluation. <laughs> 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 but, um, uh, you've just made a big decision to cut modeling out of your life. It's been 20 years. 20 I'm years. Ready to let it go. You've been very successful. And I'd it. like to tell a mini story since we're going on a tangent. Yeah. The other day in sculpture class, this, like, 19-year-old kid said, out of nowhere, said, do you want me to make you look like Kim Kardashian and get rid of those bags under your eyes? <sighs> Over the years modeling, I've heard many uh, comments that I mostly are positive, but that one was one of those moments where I was like, okay, maybe I've aged out. Maybe I'm just like done with this after 20 years. I, I, uh, anyway, why are we bringing, why are we talking about this? Well, because, um, you know, I'm throwing you a retirement party here at the space, and I want to announce. Oh, you them. are! Oh, <laughs> Our modeling retirement. Yeah, man. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, I love that. So, uh, but you're, you you made a big decision in your life. You're gonna go full time at the bookstore. Hell yeah! Which dude. is great because you get a 401k, you get health insurance. Yeah. You enjoy the bookstore very much. You know, you're really good at that job. Thank you. It's, it's literally right down the road from the space here in yeah. Alameda. Yeah. It's really been beneficial for our business because of all the people that go in the bookstore. Mm-hmm. It's, yep. been, it's been a win-win all the way around, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let me throw a scenario out there for you. Okay. Okay. Let's say that you wanted to get a job at that bookstore. Okay. okay. All right. And you go in there before you got hired there, right? It's yeah. a great great job for you now. They, you know, like most places, they can pay more, but that's okay. Right? Oh, yeah. Right. It's good in there. So let's say that, that you go in there for an interview at the bookstore, right? Yeah. And... The Hank, the manager, mm-hmm. he wasn't the manager at the time, but let's say he is now. Good mm-hmm. guy, right? Awesome. Love him. Is um, like, yeah, we really like you. We love you. We want to hire you in here. And you're like, great. And they're like, okay, well, you can start tomorrow. We want you to come in and we want you to work. Okay. And you're like, great. What do I get paid? And he's like, well, if you do a good job, <laughs> You might get paid. We want, no, actually, this is what he's going to tell you. We want you to bust your ass. Right. And do the best job that you can possibly do. Yeah. And you're like, sure, that's why I'm here, huh? Because you do bust your ass. And and he's like, so we want you to do the best job you can, and there's a chance that you'll get paid. If you work really hard, you may or may not get paid. Right. But we want you to come do it anyway. Yeah. Would you take that job? What would you tell him? No way. You'd be like, well, what's I the can't. chances I'm going to get paid? And he's like, well, some people get paid. Right. Here at the bookstore. Right. You know, other people don't, they don't get paid anything. Yeah. Some people get paid once every six months. They get yeah. like a little bit of a lump sum. Right. Right. And other people, they really struggle. And if, if you don't get paid, 
you know, after you've been working here for a while, if you don't get paid, you'll, we'll probably just let you go. Right. 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 Yeah. And you're like, well, that would you take that job? No. If anybody's listening, I want to know. Please message us if you would take that job. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody in their right mind no. would, would work under no. those conditions. No. Because here's the thing, and, and here's what you'll tell Hank. You'd be like, fuck you, dude. I want to get paid. <laughs> and Hank will be like, no, but you know what? It's a really cool job that you really, you know, you love books, right? And yeah. you're like, yeah, I love books. He's like, well, because you love books, yeah, it's not really work. Right. Right? Right. And you're like, well, fuck you. I'm still here eight hours a day. Yeah. It is work. And he's like, yeah, but you love books. Yeah. It's not like you're at Starbucks. I, you love books. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't sound like a very good uh, business model, does it? No. Okay. Can you think of, I think you know where I'm going with this. I do. There is no job, nobody in their right mind would ever take that job. Nobody. I don't know how desperate you have to be. The only thing that I could compare it to would be an internship or something if you're trying to get into a field. You know, right. say I was trying to get into publishing, right. the only way I could do it is to basically take an unpaid right. internship, right. then I would need to work a job on the side. Right, yeah, because of bills. Right. <laughs> because of life, reality, right? <laughs> so, so you would not be paid money for the hours that you put in. I there, might there's no, get paid you might, no. you might, it's a gamble, you're just yeah. being, it's a risk. Right, you know? right. Okay, so that's what artists are faced with every day they have no guaranteed income for the hours that they put in there's an artist here Sung. yeah Sung he's here every day this every guy day. works hard now he has other income some yeah, i think he it's teaches yeah. it's at sung kim artist right mm -hmm. he listens so hey sung want to shout out to sung he rents up from us here <laughs> he's a good teacher he teaches uh at the academy just recently started that job in this place in fremont i think you hooked him up with that I job did. right yeah um so come rent from the space and I might hook you up with a job. That's true. But however, uh, Sung's earned it. He's good, right? And this guy works really hard. He's, yeah. he's, he's here at 10 a.m., five days a week. Whenever he's not teaching, space. he's here and he's working and he's painting. He shows at Hang Gallery. Mm -hmm. He has really nice cityscapes. And he's basically in that studio working his butt off, right? Yep. And oftentimes he's working for free. Right? Because well, he's not getting paid he's for the hours. He's paying for the studio. Yeah, he's paying for the studio. He's paying for his supplies. Mm -hmm. And he's making these paintings that may or may not sell. And we have a bunch here. Not a bunch. We have a few here. Yeah. Like every artist, we're not putting some. He's sold in the past right. at high prices. Of right? However, there are some paintings here in this studio and that we store here that have not sold. Right. And in that case, not only have they not sold, Hang will now not let him sell them because Piero is a little... Uh, the owner of Hang is, yeah. you know, but most galleries are like this. Yeah. So he can that literally. A ridiculous. Yeah, he literally cannot sell them, resell them, and he didn't get paid for them in the first place. So, so what is that like? Hundred hours, two hundred hours of work for free? What is that called in other places of the world where you work slavery? for free? Mm, I'm not saying it's slavery, but there is a term for it. Okay. And it's not cool. Okay. And that's what this is the business model that's been set up for artists. Yeah. Across the board, and we just all accept it well, like it's matter of okay, fact. Okay, but the the devil's advocate side of me says that it's voluntary. It's voluntary. No Is it one, voluntary? No one forces Isn't any job to voluntary? become so, an artist. Well, okay. But if that's who you that's are, that's why people call it a hobby. Unless, yeah, but what if unless. that's so you go to okay you go to school it's true however you go to school right you pay you take out student loans yeah. you study yeah. you get a job and this is the job that you're offered it's the only one that's not, it's like that wait I what think of that's not yeah a plumber a technician they all get paid a certain amount of money Maybe by the hour theater like the word doing we're um mm -hmm. producing a play here it's also in the arts yeah. and you know those actors may or may not get paid no, the director may or may not get paid. No, they're absolutely getting paid. Well, no, right? no, no. It depends on how many people show up and okay. pay for tickets. Yeah. We might not get paid for this, by the way. It depends yeah, on how many people show up. I know. What What are the dates for that? <laughs> Please come to our play. <laughs> it's only 20 bucks. Bad Jews. It's incredible. They're doing an amazing job. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like, they're commuting. Half of them are commuting mm -hmm. from San Francisco to mm -hmm. do rehearsals. Mm -hmm. They're putting in time and effort. Mm -hmm. 
you know, what, uh, six hours a week of rehearsal, mm -hmm. not to mention their personal time that they're putting in to memorize everything yeah. and go over it all. Yeah. They may, we don't know how, they don't know how much they're going to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. That's I the agree. only other kind of thing that I can think of, uh -huh. but they all have other jobs. Now, when, this when, is not their main source right. And when an actor gets a real, like a, 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 a union job. Union, there is a union, but is there, there's no union job for painters. No. So there is no, there, there's there no. Is for theater. Yeah, there's, so there's no equivalent there okay. for us. Right. We basically are like, we're going to work as hard as we can because right. that's what the gallery demands. Right. Then the gallery takes our work, tries to sell it. If they can't sell it, they're like, here, you have it back and you can't sell it. Right. Right? right. So now you're just like, well, well I just did all that, that work. Part. No, we're not yeah. going to do that part. But, uh, you, they've done all that. It just doesn't seem right. That's my point. Well, it's also happening the to way us that it's set up because we're not getting paid for the work we're right. doing right. to sell the work. Right. It doesn't seem right to me. Right. Yeah. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to, and if you think about it, right, let's, let's say that like, you know, mm. when we open our doors, um, 15 people come in in a day. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Uh, and the show's been up for, you know, 60 days. Okay. Right. This show? Yeah. Oh my god, you're right. Right? Oh my god, yeah, almost. So 15 times 60, I don't know what the number is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so what what we're trying to do is we're trying to be like, you know, you, we've got 300 people that have seen the show. I don't know what the math is. Let's say. Yeah. Well, and not to mention the exposure from the magazine and East yeah, but, Express and stuff. Yeah, who knows though how many who, I, I don't yeah. know what how we what get the good reach traffic is. on our website. Uh -huh. Yeah, we've sure. tried. But it's like it's uh, we have to just hope beyond hope that somebody likes the subject, yeah. has enough room in their house, like 175 emails, and has enough yeah. money to to buy something. It's like it's that you know, have the money for something that's yeah, you know, extra. Yeah, like it's a luxury item, yes. right? Yeah. And so it just seemed to me like there's probably got to be a better way, right? So I start thinking about like how do you how do you take this business model and uh, make it more practical, right? Yeah. Because this just doesn't seem... It's like a shot in the dark. Yeah it, sure. it's, it's, yeah, it is. And especially now that I've been on the other side, because I've been successful, I've sold paintings, right. right? But I kind of feel like I've sold paintings to everybody who's gonna buy one of my paintings. And the paintings, Weird. they're non-perishable items. Yeah. They don't go anywhere. Yeah. So it's like, what you know, there's only so much wall space to fill up right. so it seems like a bad idea to me yeah okay <laughs> you know so then i start thinking okay well what else can we do so i had this idea like 10 years ago that i, I actually pitched it to shannon mcburney the owner of hang art the the cool used to be owner. yeah the cool used to be owner of hang art um I, and she uh was really interested in it but didn't uh end up funding the idea at the time and i'll tell you why in a second but Essentially, it's this. It, it, so it got me thinking. Like, so and I hope it, this isn't doesn't get convoluted because um, you convoluted. Yeah. <laughs> so I started thinking about art and where contemporary art is at the moment in 2020. In terms of overall the overall big na narrative. Okay. The narrative of art, right? Art historical narrative. Yeah. Like, where has art gotten to? Okay. Where are we right now with art? Right. So. That's an impossible question to answer because we're in it. But the last time I checked, where the narrative is sort of ended, I guess, officially, was you know postmodernism. Mm -hmm. um, Jeff Koons and mm, Damien Hirst. Uh, so right. the, the idea there uh, is Jeff Koons would is considered a pop artist. And he doesn't paint his own pictures anymore, right? Um, and the reason he gets away with that uh, is the reason I agree with. It's because art has become about the concept or the idea. That's what makes the artist the artist, not the craft. Okay. Right? Okay. So for the longest time, I felt, I really feel this way. It's, it started, you know, I might get my dates a little wrong, but I feel like this idea of the genius artist, it's relatively new. It, it, you know, it kind of happened, uh, I'm going to say around the 1900s with the advent of the gallery system, okay. where artists no longer could just be craftsmen. Because like, if you go back to the old masters, yeah, all the work 
was done that they did was typically commission for based. The church, mostly. yeah. So the church would commission artists right. to create these murals or, or whatever portraits for exactly. Yeah. And the artists they would put some of their own ideas into mm-hmm. it, I guess. Mm-hmm. But but it's not like they were sitting around coming up with a subject. Okay. Uh, the concept. Yeah. Right. They never really cared that much about the concept. Okay. Um, Rembrandt painted the Prodigal Son. It's a biblical story. He's right. illustrating the story, right? right. And, and he got paid from the church. So he was getting paid for his time yeah. to make this painting. Yeah. It was like a normal job, is what right. I'm saying, right. like any other job. So along comes this, this gallery system. And it's basically business people uh, who are good at business taking advantage Wanted of artists. Capitalize. Capitalizing on artists, on art, yes, yes. And taking advantage, really, of artists. Okay. And so at this point, what they, in order to do that, Artists had to come up with their own great ideas in order to brand themselves. Uh-huh. So not only now am I responsible as an artist uh-huh. to make great craft, you know, to be good with my craft, mm-hmm. but I also have to think of a brilliant idea. Right. It's a lot of responsibility on my shoulders as an individual artist, right? Dali, Picasso, they're great examples. Right. Like they have these brilliant, so the artist as genius is born. Yeah. Never used to exist before that. I see. Okay, I think Rembrandt's a genius, but that, I, I highly doubt that word was floated around in 1562. Gotcha. Right, okay. And if so, then genius as a craftsperson. Yes, yes, person. yes, okay. okay. So artists are now responsible for coming up with a concept and an idea and then executing it, yes. right? Now, that's a little unfair. I think that sucks that we have to do both of those things, right? Uh, Because it's really hard. And that's, so if you look at the way that galleries work, they want to know what's your idea, what's your concept, write your artist statement so we can brand you, so that we can sell this idea to our rich clients, okay? Then institutions adopted that idea. (sighs) So what do you think a thesis is? I teach graduate school. Mm. A thesis is this same concept. Mm. You need to come up with a thesis and tell me what your concept mm-hmm. and your idea is, and mm-hmm. then you need to execute 15 paintings right. of your thesis. It's it's all they're all in bed with each other, the okay. institutions okay. and the art galleries, and it's this sort of singular idea that's prevailed over time that artists need to have a great idea and be able to execute that idea. I see. You know, and Flawlessly, I really I think it's bu- uh, fuck it. Okay. I think it's bullshit. I don't I don't think it's fair, and here's why. Um, think about the movie industry. They do it right. Okay. They do it right. They're forward thinking and art is, fine art is backward thinking. We're, right. We should be forward thinking, but we're not. Break it down. So give me the name of a great director. Movie director. Scorsese. Scorsese. Does he Are act? Are you surprised I Woody Allen? <laughs> <laughs> no, not after our conversation today. I'm not. Um, so Scorsese, right? Uh, does he make his movies all by himself? Does he come up with the screenplay and the script and then act in his movies and do everything? Is it a one-man show? No. No. He gets help. He hires people and they they collaborate. Okay. Right? So he might direct it, but he's got a screenwriter and actor. They cast and they fund it. And they all, and they get paid properly. Everyone coordinates everything, Mm -hmm. like costumes and all. Yeah, he doesn't have... You know, some directors are more like probably controlling than others, but they don't do everything, right? right? They're not responsible for every aspect of that mm-hmm. film mm-hmm. to get made. Mm-hmm. Artists are, though. right? So I'm, I have to think of this great concept and then spend hours in my studio executing, executing it. Then I have to present it also. Right. I have to fucking talk. You know when they do a movie on the red carpet? Scorsese's not out there. Yeah. It's Ben Affleck or whoever the fuck is in this movie, yeah. they're out there talking, right? Right, right. Okay. But I have to then present it to, yeah. I have to do everything Market on my own. It, yes. It, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's too much. Yeah. Okay. It's too much. Okay. So I say, forget, let's forget it. Let's get rid of it. Let's take art back. So this brings us back to Jeff Koons. Yeah. I think he's, you people listening, love or hate him, I don't, yeah. doesn't matter to me. But what he does is pretty smart. He comes up with the idea. Yeah. It's his idea, right? He's like the director. All he is is the director of a film. In this right. case, it's a visual film. Or a That's writer. a painting. Yeah. Yeah. And he has the concept. He has the idea. He creates it or he has help. People help him digitally create these images okay. in Photoshop. Okay. And he tells them, no, I want this to look like that, that to look like that. And then when it comes time to, and he says it should be this size. Yeah. And then when it comes time to paint him, he hires artists from art school or right out of art school right. to come in 
and to paint his paintings for him. He doesn't actually touch them, but he oversees everything. He's like, no, this needs to be done. Like a director. Like, yes. It's brilliant, hmm. I think. Okay. It's how it's, it's, and, and the reason that it's, it's brilliant, in my mind, is because that's where art has gotten, where he's begun to separate the craft from the concept I again. I see. Right? Yeah. No longer does the craft and the concept need to be tied together okay. any longer. Okay. It didn't used to be when art first started. Right. Right? Huh. Then it was, and now it doesn't have to be anymore. Maybe okay. we're moving into a new era where it, doesn't, it no longer needs to be. Right? I so bet this is making a lot of people very uncomfortable because cool. we're so used to mm -hmm. this. An, an outdated system and an outdated concept and idea of what it means to be an artist, really. Yeah, it's outdated. Well, I think we have a lot of romantic ties. Romantic ties. To the idea yes. of it. Yes, we do, right? You know. It's steeped in romanticism. It's sexy, it's romantic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, the truth is most artists don't have very interesting ideas anyway. That's not fair. I mean, most. You say that a lot, but I don't know. I mean, honestly, we do Instagram roulette, and I don't see a lot of... Well, Lisa's stuff? Well, yeah, I'm saying most. I'm not okay, saying... Okay, a lot of people we've had. Yeah, in my in opinion. Yeah. In my opinion, you know? So, so here's the idea. Okay, and by not interesting, you mean just sort of regurgitating the mm -hmm. same stuff over and over yes, again. Yes, yes. And, and... Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, like a figure. And a it's not their fault. Interior or I think that yeah, flowers or yeah, and because that stuff, it's, it's easy, uh, it's easily accessible, and they've seen. Typically speaking, they're like, oh, I've seen I've seen work like this get into galleries, so uh -huh. I'm then going to make work like this, and that, well, and that's, that's how it works, fair, right? Fair because they're yeah. also trying to make money. Yes, yeah, at their job. Yeah, which is we we just discussed is really right. difficult to do right. because of the way it's been set up. Right. Okay. Okay. So Jeff Koons essentially is saying, the craft is not the art. The concept. The concept is the art. The idea is the art, which if you take that a step further, means anybody can be an artist. This is what I love. Because anybody could come up with a cool yes. concept. Yes. You don't need the craft to be an artist anymore. Yeah. It's gone. I see you you can't you can't draw. No. Right? But you, you could be a but you you have ideas. I do. I do. Okay, so if we get rid of the craft, we separate the craft from the concept and we say the concept is what makes the art. Okay? Yeah. Now we turn everyone into a potential artist. Huh. Because everyone has ideas. Doesn't mean they're good. Because okay. there's good and bad art. Just because I say it's art doesn't... Well, and it's a little subjective. <coughs> Your taste is impeccable, but I do think it's an, a subjective to a certain extent. Well, yeah. Of course. Yeah. But this is the premise that I'm working off of yeah. right now. Right. Conceptually, this is right. the premise. Right. That if, if the concept is what makes the artist, and this is where modern art is right now in 2020, uh -huh. then one step further... So they would also say, Damien Hirst would probably... I've heard him say everything is art. That's right. Like and so if you take a, a cigarette in an ashtray and you place it in the proper context, right. it's art all of a sudden. He's done that. Well, I, I'm not the, his biggest fan. However, I did see that shark at MoMA and it's yeah. incredible. It's incredible. Incredible. But he didn't do that. It's his idea. Right. He didn't cut that shark up and stick in formaldehyde. Uh, yeah, it was just an idea that he had. Right. Point. So if everything is art and the concept is what is what makes the artist okay. the artist. I'm following. Yeah. Then that's wonderful. Let's turn everyone in Alameda into an artist, and we'll make their art come alive for them. Mm -hmm. So here's how we're gonna do that, right? Right. We are going to broach the subject of commissions in a different and new and exciting way. Okay. Okay. This is where Shanna jumped off ship with me, where she thought commissions, uh, that there was not a high enough demand for commissioned work. That okay. she, that's why she thought she loved everything up into the point where uh, this demand for commissions made her nervous. Okay. Okay. Now she's a former gallery owner, uh, you know. And so, badass businesswoman. <laughs> yeah, she is from MBA from Stanford. Yeah. So I respect what she has to say. Of course. My argument back to her was that the demand for commissions is low because it's taboo. The art world makes commissions taboo. Right. Artists get a little because embarrassed. The artist has genius. Yes, that's so what we're still holding on to. The artist you just get rid of that. Like we're getting rid of it. All the romance goes out. Yes, the yes. So when I worked at Hang, people would come in all the time and be like, "Oh, I love that painting, but it's just too big. Can, can I ask that? Can you ask the artist to do a smaller one?" 
that right. same painting and we would tell them now because it's like we don't want to like offend that's not how this it's not how it works right but yes this is how it's going to work the here. art is as it is yeah yeah but not here okay okay so we're going to get rid of the taboo yeah. and we're going to approach commissions as craft they're the artist not us i do like this idea so when people come in because it sounds fun it's fun okay and here's the best part of it i mean for the person coming in yes it sounds fun yes like so, i could go in and get a painting of my dog anything which i know that's making me cringe actually <laughs> saying that yeah the the rom the part of me that's tied to the romance and the sexiness yeah it it, it hurts a little bit but then the other part of me is like that does sound like fun if you come in and say like, I would love a painting of my mom who died, yeah. you know, um, yeah. in her favorite place, Hawaii. Yep. Here's a picture of her in her favorite place. Yeah. I would love a painting of that. Yep. Yeah. Yes, we'll do it. Right. And we will do it really, right. really goddamn well. Right. That's our job. Right. Like we are like the best craftsmen you've ever seen. We will make this thing come. Now, here's a, there's a couple caveats it's different. here, right? It's different. Okay. Number one. In order for this to work conceptually, which I'm really um, invested in, right. the conceptual element of this in uh, of really is, is important to me of because course. otherwise we just become a cheesy place where we're like, hey, we'll just paint anything you want for money. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to do. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to create a business plan that uh, makes art more accessible to everyday people yeah. while also furthering the um, discussion about what art is in our right. culture. Right, Okay. Okay, okay. So in order to do that, we need uh, artists who are willing to work, right? Here, are we gonna pause for a second? Okay. Okay, we're back. So that was like, what, an art consultant or somebody? Yeah, who, uh, he came in to check out the gallery and Lisa's show specifically and just see what we are. He's over in Oakland. Oh, cool. Okay. He found out about us on Instagram and just wanted to come check it out. Sweet. Right. Yeah, he was nice. Okay. Cool guy. Yeah. So, um, to get back to what we were saying here, mm -hmm. we got a few more minutes. I have a family night at my son's school tonight. Right. We just got a reminder. Um, <clears throat> the, the, so the whole idea is all mapped out, right? So that's the conceptual part of it. Right? Like forwarding where, where contemporary art is, everybody turning, uh, separating the craft from the concept. Yeah. Therefore, thereby turning uh, the consumer into the artist. And that's the difference. By you're flipping. By concept alone. Yes. Yeah. By concept alone. So you're, you're flipping the dynamic around. Uh -huh. So usually people come into an art gallery, um, they're the customer, and they want to buy an art piece of art from the artist. Right. And this is sort of flipping that script, flipping that dynamic. Yeah, it's like made um, to order. Inverting, yeah, in a way. It's sort of like a, if you go to like a high-end restaurant, you know that show, Chef Gordon Ramsay or whatever, that Hell's <laughs> Kitchen show or something? You know that yeah. show? okay. Okay, so if you think about the way that's set up, <clears throat> there's uh, a menu that mm -hmm. you can order from. Mm -hmm. uh, so you go in there and you choose what you want. Right. Right? It's not like you have to go in there and only I mean, I guess there are some restaurants like this. Some restaurants are, depending on the chef, they don't right. want you to make changes. Like right. if you want something well, medium. Well, imagine, or, yeah, they, but imagine if you go to most a- most restaurants, they, they're cool if you're like, can I not get mustard? Right, right, right. But I mean more like, imagine if there was like, uh, like typically speaking, you're not gonna go to a restaurant, no matter how good the food is, if you don't like that type of food. Yeah. Right? So people might come to our show here, no matter right. how good the work is, Right. If they don't like that type of work, it doesn't matter how good it is. Okay. That's not what they want. That's a good point. You know, okay. and oftentimes people think Burger King tastes better than a high-end restaurant because they don't have good taste. <laughs> I see right? what you're saying. So it just depends on what people want, really, uh -huh. you know? Mm -hmm. So what we're doing, we're basically a restaurant that's like, yeah, come to our restaurant. We only have one thing. Yeah. And if you don't like it, well, sorry, it's a little snooty. We're like, sorry, we know it's good. I see what you so mean. So you, you've got the problem. I see what right? you're saying. So you go to a restaurant, you've got a huge menu. Really, imagine a restaurant where you could order anything on the planet. In a cheesecake factory. Well, <laughs> even more than that. My let's favorite say, place yeah, of but, all time. But let's say that you want Ethiopian food. 
Okay. Or okay. like it doesn't matter. Okay. Like you're just like you can order right. anything you can think of at this right. restaurant, okay. and they will make it for you. Yeah. So well, it's like gourmet version of okay. anything you can think of. Right. So you're like, oh, I want a cheeseburger. They're like, okay, and they make you like the greatest cheeseburger. Yeah. You're like, I want. You know, pickles, in, I want onions. Yeah, you can put whatever. This, or you're like, you know what? I, and then I'm like, oh, I feel like Indian food. And they're like, cool. Well, we're going to make it so great for you, right? So you can get a cheeseburger. I can get Indian food at the same restaurant, right? And so because the chefs in the back are really, they, they're not like coming up with dishes. I see. Right? They're just cooking what you want in a great they're way. And then the head chef, Gordon Ramsay, He's like quality you? control. That'd that's be that'd you're be Gordon Ramsay. Well, yeah, be, <laughs> in this scenario, that that'd be like my role. Okay, you're not that much of a jerk, but yeah, okay. Yeah, it, no, it, but that would like be my role is quality control. So right. I would be working to make sure that the quality is as high as possible, uh -huh. and nothing like every single thing from what what the painting is the support that the painting is painted on, right to the paints being used to the right. technique to okay. there's no drawing problems to you know the paint quality everything about it right I see so it would be kind of like that or, or I guess it, it works sort of like a tattoo parlor think about a tattoo yeah. parlor you come in uh, and you yes. tell them what you want yes. and then they like have paid employees who like you know they get paid to make what you want right yeah it's amazing how right. other industries have this business model, but in the fine art world, we're like, nah, we're all too good for that. We're too cool okay. for that, and we're all fucking okay. starving. You know what it's like? Well, yeah, the starving. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. Okay, it's like a boutique. If you go to a small boutique, they have a certain number of purses, shoes. I don't shop at these places because mm -hmm. um, they're too pricey. Um, certain clothes only. So basically, most galleries are like a boutique. Mm -hmm. Where we only have yes, small, yes. specific, but like a super expensive, curated, eight thousand yeah. dollar paintings. You know, so this is like there's nothing weird about what it's I'm weird saying. Weird to think it's, about that. It's yeah. gonna sound weird because it's because so normal. We're tied to the Romans, yes, though. Because it's so normal. That's why it sounds weird, yeah. right? So here's how, from a practical standpoint, here's how this will work. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Okay, so. We have a big, nice gallery that will f continue to function as a big, nice gallery. Normal, old school way, right? The main floor. Mm -hmm. So we'll have artists working for us who create the commissions, right? Sean Vale's already said he's yeah. interested, well, right? He's so for, for instance, so yeah. Sean, right? Yeah. Let's just use him as an example. He's already renting a studio here. Yeah. Okay. And from the day one. Yeah. yeah. He's, we love Sean. We do. So let's say, here's how this will work. Sean's on our roster of artists yeah. as the space gallery. Right. So Sean, we have we constantly have a group show in the main gallery. Okay. It's always a group show. Okay. One of the the artists exhibiting always is Sean. Yeah. So he gets to put his own work up. His own conceptual. Yes, to his own artwork okay. where it's his concept, right? right? So if somebody comes in and sees our and all the artists that are doing our commissions will also have work up in the group show. Yeah. So if somebody comes in off the street and they see one of Sean's paintings and they're like, hey, we really like that. How much is it? Oh, we're like, oh, it's 600 bucks, however much Sean charges. Yeah. Uh, it works like a normal gallery. He gets three, we get three, 50-50 split. Right. Boom, no, no problem. Right. But if they come in and they're like, hey, I really like that, but I would like it, can he make that really big? Mm -hmm. You know, or can you mm -hmm. make that in blue? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, mm -hmm. or because Sean will have his own work. So many artists are cringing that are listening to yeah. us right now. But we're like, sure, no problem, dude. We'll yeah. do that too. Yeah. Or if they're like, hey, Sean's a really good artist. And we're like, hey, you know, this QR code links to the work that he does, the commission work that he does. Right. We do commissions here. That's what, that's our thing. That's how we promote the gallery from now on. Yeah. And they're like, oh, hey, I have a, a paint, a portrait of my cat. Right? Yeah. Yeah, this sounds ridiculous, but think about this. I have a portrait of my cat. I think cats a lot. I know. But see, we're getting rid of the stigma. It's like we're embracing this idea <laughs> from a conceptual <laughs> art I standpoint. See, I see it. Okay? So now he's turned into the artist. He's now the, the artist. Cross person. No, no, no. The customer no, the who wants customer their cat painted is the, is the artist. artist. Yes. I see. So we're like, hey, I'll pair you with Sean, and Sean will now come in, and instead of working at his restaurant, you know, for those hours or whatever. Yeah. He will then be paid an hourly wage. To paint. To paint. At the space. At the space. Now he could technically do it if he didn't have a studio here at home, wherever his studio is. 
But see, the key is it's an hourly wage that you get paid. So you get guaranteed money right. for the hours that you're putting in. Right. You no longer have an arbitrary price point on a painting that yeah. makes no goddamn sense. Or money. Meaning it makes no sense to have the arbitrary price point. Yeah. But then it also could just sit somewhere yes. forever and not make money. Yes. Right? Yeah. So somebody, the dude's like, okay, well, we're like, hey, let's just break this down. He's like, oh, we show him different. That's this is more your job. Right. Okay, you want a cat? Uh, what size? <laughs> no, seriously. Uh-huh. What size? Oh, 14. You know, here's our different sizes. You know, we go everywhere from 8 by 10 to oh 36 God. by 40. He's like, that's right. too big. So you right. settle on a 14 by 18. Right. We Great. Examples. Yeah. yeah. So you settle. It's like a menu ordering at a fucking it's restaurant. A menu. It's no big deal. Right. Like, what style do you want it in? Right. Like, we don't want to have any input into I the see. conceptual creation. Right. Right. Because any input for. Then we just become lame, like. Uh, you know, some lame artist in China who just paint anything or like print. So, you know, like we, we want to have no conceptual input into the painting because they're the artist. So, so here's what I mean. When Jeff Koons has an idea, the art students that he hires to come paint for him, yeah. they don't have conceptual input. They just listen to what Jeff Koons wants. Right. This guy, the cat dude, is now Jeff Koons. I see. Cat dude is now Jeff Yes. So your job. The cat dude is now Jeff Yes. Your job as the director is to figure out exactly what he wants because he doesn't know yet. I'm customer service. Well, you're the director. Which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. People love you. So we, you need to find out exactly what he wants. Right. What size. Right. What style. Yeah. We have a range of different well, styles. Well, I'm sure we could pull it up, like, on, if you show me just basic Photoshop. Super I'm easy. sure I could, you know, give him a mock-up. Oh, I'll have, it this is my job. Yeah. I'll have all this ready right. for you. Right. This will right. all be easily laid out. Okay. You know, do you want a classical style, traditional style, right. impressionist style? Right. Like, do you have a favorite artist? Oh, yeah, I like Van Gogh. Uh, Would you like your camp painted in Van Gogh style? <laughs> It doesn't fucking matter. So amazing. Yeah, whatever you want, dude. It does sound fun. Yes. As a so customer. this guy's now thinking like, well, this is weird. Like, I, yeah, I've never had an interaction cool. like this. That's cool. right. So we settle is on. Is it too weird? Is it too? No, weird it's because Alameda's not it's used to. this. It's not weird. It's normal. They are used to this. Every other business works like this. Like if you go to a sign place and you want to sign for your Girl Scout kids. You, sh- you cook, send them what you want and they make it for you. You go in and you tell them what size, <coughs> yeah. you tell them It's weird logo. because it's so normal. It's normalized. We're normalizing the art world and not making the art world this special thing that's yeah. outside of society. It yeah. shouldn't be. Yeah. And so what we're doing is now we're saying, okay, listen, Sean has an MFA, yes, right? He does. He's a super talent. Here's his work. He works for $30 an hour. So okay. now we go to Sean and we t- say, Sean, here's the painting. Sean never asked to meet the dude. Because yeah. let's be honest, why would Sean want to meet him? Right. There's no need. You are the one that goes in between. Right. So right. you tell Sean, this is exactly what the, the client wants. Boom, 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 right. boom, boom. Right. Sean is like, cool. Uh, we can give an estimate, an estimate on how long it might take, but we don't know for sure. Right. So Sean comes in every day and starts working yeah. on it for $30 an hour, like a normal, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Like a normal job. Like a normal job. So Sean has these commissions lined up for him. He comes in, he just gets to work. And instead of uh, bussing tables, he's working on his craft. He's becoming better. He's utilizing his skill as an artist to get better at his job during you know, during that the process of his act. Yes, yeah. which is what he should be doing. That's why he went to school. Well, I think he's a server and not a busser. Okay. I know what you mean. I don't mean I any disrespect here, but yeah. I'm saying serving tables or bussing tables right. or making a latte does not make you a better artist in any way, shape, or form. This does. So we, you, we go to him, you go to him, and you're like, Sean, this guy wants his cat, Andrew, yeah. the pussy cat, painted Andrew 14 by 18. Yeah. Okay. Here's the photo that he wants. Right. He doesn't want the background in there. He wants a blue background to right. match his couch. Right. And he wants the cat painted oh in Van Gogh's style. Oh, and Sean's crazy. like, whoa, this is crazy. I don't know. Okay, that's a challenge. So Sean sits down and and comes in well, and does it. And then Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay, a.k.a. me. Figure out yes, how to do it. Yes, yes. You can put it into Photoshop. Yes, I work with Sean to make sure the quality is is perfect. You're, you're, okay. So I'm constantly in there like a manager. Yeah. Like I'm like Sean, you know, if he right. has questions or if he right. needs help, right. I'm like, hey, this, because I'm, I'm technically exceptionally good. Yes. I can be know. like, no, this is this not quite reading correctly. That. It's what I do for my job already as a teacher. Yeah. I did it with Sean when he was my student. I know. It's no different, right? I know. So he comes in, he clocks in. Yeah. We mark his hours down. Yeah. That way we tell the client, okay, Sean worked 10 hours on this painting. Right. 
$30 an hour, which right. is justified by his MFA, yep. 300 bucks, and then we have our markup for what we, we have to determine if it's gonna be a 50% markup, whatever it is. Okay. Let's say that we do a 50% markup, which is standard in the industry for the work that we do. That's 600 bucks, is it, that's a steal. Is it for commission? Wait, really, only 600? Wow. That would be 600. If it takes, wow. if Sean's working $30 an hour, right. takes 10 hours, right. I don't know how long right. it takes. Right. We double it because right. that's our work. Right. Boom, Dude. 600, you're getting a great deal. It's accessible, it's not that much. This is sought, yeah, well, of course. Okay, okay. Yeah. And Sean's getting consistent work for the hours that he puts in to, to hone his skill set. It's, wow. It makes sense to me. Huh. It's the way it should because work. Think about it. Okay, if you're an artist that is like most artists, the way they work is they do their own work based on their concepts, <laughs> that what mm -hmm. they're interested in, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. They have to have a second job anyway. Yes. yes. Mostly. Yes. Mostly. So, so why not let this be their second job? Yeah. That's that's on, not their primary job. I see, like this it. is their second job. I like. Okay. Yeah. And and then there might be many identity crises though around this. Yeah, but there, you know, because you went through so an identity. Tired. Yeah, but you went through one when you started at the bookstore. You've been the sexy art model. All of a sudden, you're at the bookstore, and you went through it. People yeah, go through the. It's I, true. I'm not trying to hold anybody's hand. It's true. You know what? If you want to go through an identity crisis, then fucking do it by yourself. I'm trying to make. <laughs> you are Gordon Ramsay. Well, I'm trying to make money for artists and yeah. for myself in a practical way that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everybody has to go through certain identity crises whenever it's they rough. change jobs. It's, it's rough. rough. But this is this is. A bet. This is better, a positive. Better than being a server. At yes. least it's closer. Yeah. It yeah. makes sense. So then we start getting more and more commissions, right? And then here's the cool part I like too. This. The both of them sign the painting when it's done. So so we send images of the painting at every stage to the okay. client, and this okay. is your job now. So we we email it off. We take yeah. we take really high resolution photos. Right. Or if they live locally, they can come I'm in. The go between. Yeah. You're the director, so they come in. They can come in and see it if they want, right. or we can send high resolution photos. Right. And they're like, oh, this looks great. Or, oh, could you change that? We're yeah. like, sure. We, I go back to Sean, Customer change service. this. Customer service. Yes, Customer why not? Service. Because the artist is always right. Because they're the artist. we're just hinging everything on a hope that someone will come in yes. and, and, and be like, oh my God, I love right. the tea so right. much. And the only time that really right. worked was with Nick Flat, where we charged 1% yeah. of their income. Yeah. Because people it, do come Let's in. be honest, it didn't work that well. Well, it was, <laughs> I think it worked pretty well <laughs> compared to our other mind. shows. Yeah, yeah. That was absolutely the most successful But this show. will work even better because we're not hinging on that hope. We're listening to what people want, right? Yeah. So now here's the thing. Um, People are gonna probably want a lot of cats or dogs or but parents, which is great. We can yeah. do figurative work. We can do anything. They might want an abstract. They, they might really, you know what? Really they might love Mark Rothko and want us to do recreate a Mark Rothko for them right. on a they smaller scale. Work. Yes, we'll do that. that and like. Literally That's anything. Cool. Maybe they had a dream, a recurring dream, right. and they come explain to you. Yeah. This is the dream, and you map it all out. Because again, we don't want the artist to think. We want the artist to paint, to wow, craft. Wow, shit. Any, any little that bit that the artist, hard, hard, yeah. Crazy. But listen, any, see the concept is the art. So any little bit that yeah. shot, that we put right. into it of ourselves, right. lessens the value of their painting. It's their painting. And that's how we sell it to them. Listen, you get to sign it also. Right. You both sign it. I Sean signs it. it, the client signs it on yeah. the back because yeah. they're, it's a collaborative effort. They're right. both the artists. Right. And that's how we sell it to them. You're the artist, dude. This is your idea. We just brought it to life for you. Right. You know? I like it. I think it's brilliant. I, I like really it. feel like it, it can work. I can tell your passion. We about just it. have to get the idea out there, which is why right. we're doing this, yeah. in a in a in an effective manner. Yeah. So that people understand. Now I don't expect cat guy, Jeff Coon's cat guy, to understand the conceptual elements of what we're doing here and how it relates to the art world at large. Uh-huh. Doesn't matter. He doesn't need to know that. Right. Okay? Here's what I'm excited about too. Over time, let's say that we do this for three years, okay? And we get, I'm gonna think big, 600 commissions okay. that we've done, right? Yeah. And it grows and people, because think, think about this, think about this question, anybody listening, and you, go ask Gene, okay? Somebody that doesn't know much about art. Yeah. Gene's her friend at the bookstore. Gene, if you could have anything painted, right. what would it be? Because I guarantee you, he's never he's really thought have of it. Something. He'll have something. I think everybody have will have something. something. Yes, anything you want. If you could have a skilled artist, he knows me. Yeah. Say if you could have Kevin paint you for a, like right. a 
Like anything yeah. you want, what would it well, be? Well, I've already had people ask me if they can have one of your paintings mm -hmm. or if you can paint them something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that tells me right there that this will work. It doesn't mean everyone's gonna, but we're because we're doing it on an it, hourly wage, it, we it keep the price down. It might be more likely than, than what we're doing. Way more likely. Trying to sell something for the Way more likely. So then let's say we have 600 commissions over three years or whatever the number is. I'm just throwing numbers out there. It doesn't really matter. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you like big numbers. But we, we document every single one, obviously. Uh -huh. And then over time, We'll see. A I'm very fascinating. What the pa what? Yeah. So, what are artists making, and what do people really want? Wow. That's where the beauty is. We can be make a book. Personally, almost. I think it's going to be portraits of, of loved ones. Probably. And it could be pets. Yeah, and and on the flip side, we've got artists over here painting these esoteric, crazy things that nobody. And that's that's what the space is. You by have the way. to really be an art lover to appreciate. Yeah, but here's what the yes, and here's what the space is. The space is that. It's that area between what people really value yeah. and what art is yeah, okay there, there's a disconnect there uh -huh. i know that we've been seeing i see and that's what the space is I know. and this is a way to bridge that it's yeah. a love bridge right you call it love I bridges all about love it's a love it's an art love bridge okay <laughs> to normal people right. making art accessible to them right and by turning them into the into the artist the conceptual Boom. artist yes yeah i love it i actually do did I explain it I, I, pretty well? You explained well? it well, and I think that um, it, it takes a minute to sort of re like deal with it because of the, what, how we usually think of artists and artists' role in our society. Mm -hmm. But I, I think it's really cool and worth, worth it. I yeah. think it's worth a try because also artists are going to get paid. We are trying to get yes. artists paid. We believe in this, yeah. We really want artists to get paid. Yeah, I want and them to get paid And we want to be able to stay open. Right. And putting all of our energy and effort into the gallery, it's like, I think we made 300 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and so did the artist. Yeah. You know? There's got to be a better way. That's yeah. that's my point this is, is like, it's this rough. seems It's rough. Like, like, we just can't keep going. No, we can't. It's not going to work. So by normalizing the business, yeah, it seems like it's... It, it, it seems far-fetched. seems more practical. Right. Which makes practical. it weird, right? Yeah, which makes it weird. But it also makes it super avant-garde. I see like, that. People are going to hate us that don't understand what we're doing, no, I know. right? But it's no, really pop enough. art at its purest form. Uh -huh. This is what uh -huh. pop art is at its uh -huh. purest form. I see it. You know, yes. when we have a when we have a library of six hundred images of what people genuinely right. want and value and think is good. Right. Like it's almost like a scientific experiment. I see it. You know, like what style do they like? Yes, right. a sociological. Thank you. Like what style do people like the most? What subject do they like the most? Yeah. We can like have a whole library. We can create a book on this. Then I'm also thinking we could have a fucking show at some of point all of pieces. all the pieces. That'd be cool. Like maybe once a year we have a big show of like when we That'd get enough fun. to fill out a like show a and we, we invite all the artists party. yeah, to their show and they get to hang their painting and it's it like sounds this. Sounds kind of fun. You know, who knows what we do, right? And by artists you mean like a pussycat dude? Yes, because <laughs> we're not the artists, we're the, we're the craftsmen. We're taking art back to its roots again, you know? Like but it. instead of the church telling us what to do, it's, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's our customers. Yes, our, our Jeff Coons out there in Alameda or, or worldwide, really, because we're going to put this on the Internet. You know, it can be people getting commissions from anywhere. I just have to set it up. But this is stage one of setting it up is putting the idea out there through the podcast so that we can talk it through. So now I think you have a better understanding now of kind of what Yeah, I, we didn't fully talk. It no, we before. didn't. You just it's, you just roll your eyes to like another I crazy Kevin idea. Roll my eyes. I've just been with you for four years, and you always have these brilliant ideas, <coughs> and that's like your thing. Yeah. So sometimes you wake up the next day and you just aren't, you lose interest, I or know. you, you know, This I one's never been know with me for 10 years. Right. 10 years. Right. I looked up the email I sent to Shanna 10 wow, years ago, and there. I have the business proposal in there. Dang, yeah. dude. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. You know? Okay. So hopefully she's wrong. Hopefully that there is a demand for commissions. I think that or the demand isn't there because it hasn't been offered. Okay, but also maybe there wasn't in San Francisco where people, especially in the late 90s, where people have more of a taste for fine conceptual art. But here mm -hmm. in a small town like Alameda, mm -hmm. there might be more of a situation. Well, also it's because it, at Hang, when I worked there, yeah. it wasn't offered. It's not like we would offer commissions. Right. We're like, either you, so you buy... So you don't, yeah, you don't know. Either you buy what's on our walls or don't buy anything. Yeah. It's kind of snooty. Yeah. So we're, it's not even offered. Right. You know? And the reason it wasn't offered is because I think if you offer it, people are going to want it. And then you got to go to the artist well, and work it out okay. in commissions. Usually, 
commissions for artists are more expensive. I know. And I this way, we did get asked yeah. once if someone could right. hook up a commission, and, right. but the artist was and charging the, a lot of and money. And the, the guy was like, with Jamming Wu, and here's the difference with that. Yeah. This guy is paying. Is still Jamming Wu's idea. He wants Jamming Wu's. Uh, Technique. Technique. And style. And style. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and he wants a Zhao Ming Wu. Right. So he wants a collaborative. So Zhao Ming's like, well, you know, it's still the old school. Right. This is not right. the old school right. version right. of right. that. Right. Right. So right. the artist, right. it's not their idea at all. They put no right. concept into it. It's not like it. he says, can you please paint this person that's important to me who's also from your same village, which yeah. was like a big weird connection, yeah. um, in your way. Right. It's like, hey, uh, move this here, do it this size, yeah. do it this way. Okay, yeah. I, I got yeah. it. I'm with it. All right. I well, did not roll my eyes. By okay, the way. a little. I did it. It's fine. You always have ideas. Well, I'm gonna run with this idea. And this some happened. of them you just like abandon. Yeah, I'm not abandoning. So this. I never this know happening. what you're actually gonna do. No, this is going. Because you guys, he'll wake up and he'll be like, Oh my god, I'm like so passionate. He start yelling. I'm so <laughs> passionate about this. Oh my god, pigeon, pigeon. This is gonna change everything. This is gonna be everything. And then six months later, he's like, yeah, I don't want to do that. No, this is happening, all right? Mash gallery. Hey, what's that in the uh, back? What, what's that? Do you hear something? Uh, your celebrity collage. Do you hear 100 Fire coming <laughs> in in the background? I hear 100 I Fire. I hear what? 100 what Fire. the beginning? Artitude. Artitude. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Oh Stay God. tuned. We will be uh, back soon Cross with a Vox cast with Sergio Lopez okay. from Waiting Cross to Drive. Guys. All right, bye. Gordon